This is the story of Error and the Scribe. Chapter 5 Bloody Deals She passed me a small cube, emanating blue light. If you could just run this under his nose, or uh, eyes. I tried to make it look like I knew what I was doing with it. Soul began to twitch, and then moan loudly, and sat upright. He then fell flat into his own lap, narrowly missing the desk on his way down. I jolted in anticipation of his head hitting it, but he just stayed there like that whimpering slightly for a few minutes. Red didn't seem remotely phased. About ten years ago, the raids on our encampment stopped. Over the last few years, we have almost never seen them outside their base, on the other side of the city. I am pretty certain they are responsible for our crops making it to the outside world, but I don't think they could have done it without me knowing. Unless... Unless they have someone on the inside. I might have a black sheep in my flock. I am also worried with how quiet it's been lately. They might be planning something. Something big. I want you both to sneak into their base and find out what they're up to. I want to know who the traitor is and I want you to make sure by any means necessary. They will no longer bother our great work. That's a tall fucking order, Red. It is, but it's what I require of you if you want the information I have. And you, she pointed at Sol, you will not get a drop of what you need from us until you complete this mission for me. It would seem I have no choice. For now, Red, I am in your pocket. I'd prefer to think of it as neighborly. And besides, the monsters are, well, monsters. They're a savage and evil clan of humans that only seek to ruin what's left of this place. She sounded damn near religious in that belief. They think in desperation. They're insects feeding off the corpse of this city. They don't care what could be created out of it. They're just living and shitting all over everything. Then dying only having made a worse place for the rest of us. She told me this like she were standing at a podium, rallying a crowd. But I can tell when someone's trying to sell me something. They sure sound like beasts. I couldn't avoid my sarcasm. It was getting a bit awkward. I was high, and though I like this woman, she clearly had seen a lot of shit in her time, and likely done some things she isn't proud of. There's a kind of rationalization every killer has to go through. I would know. Those of us who aren't crazy have to find some reason why we had to, some validation for taking life. It was clear to me. Hers had become the land, and the people here who were trying to make it live again. Her people. But just because she had purpose, just because I admired her goals, doesn't mean she was seeing things clearly. And it certainly didn't mean she was right. I'd have to go see for myself what kind of creatures these monsters really were. 
Red, I gotta tell ya, I work better alone. I don't need Bug Boy to get to them. He's just going to whine and talk about how great he is the entire time. From his face-down position in his lap, Soul mewled out, You've no idea what you're agreeing to, Scribe. Don't make this deal. You need him to get through the minefields. Decades of urban warfare have left many IEDs buried, forgotten, and deadly as hell. No one knows where they all are, and they're made out of so many different things you wouldn't think could blow your arm off. Really, I'm surprised you made it this far into the city without triggering a few. I knew what she was talking about. I had come across roadside bombs in other places that had been made to look like discarded supplies. Shelter. And even once, a shitter. People had learned some pretty creative ways to blow a hole in someone. I have my ways, and he has spent more time out there than anyone here. He can lead you through the safest path. There it was again. A cold tone that cut deep. She was having none of it. She knew something I didn't, and nothing I could say would change her mind. Soul sat up a little. I can get you there, but fair warning. If you think I'm not well-liked here, well, let's just say they aren't much fonder of me there. They might shoot you on sight if you're seen with me. I'll do it. But get this man what he needs to stay sharp. I can't have him wigging out when I need him. Red seemed to consider this and then nodded. Ah, oh, well, shucks, gosh darn it. Thank you, Red. Your kindness is unfucking ending. I guess we'll just join up and form one big happy team then? Fuck, Red, you sure must be desperate to let me and a stranger do your dirty work. He turned to me for a moment. You know what she wants, right? Do you get it? He was angry now. He had raised himself upright and was leaning into the desk getting closer to Red with every word. Boy, you sure pulled out all the magic tricks convincing this one of your earnest, he said, gesturing to the whiskey and the weed. Did she tell you how we met? Tell you about Blue, huh? But she didn't tell you what happened to her father. He was breathless, and paused to see me shake my head no. No, you'll never know the whole truth. She only tells you what you need to hear, to believe in her. And this cause, just enough to get you to do what she says. He had turned to look at me now, hate in his eyes, for me, and every other person that came before me. We were all one to him, and we had all let him down at some point. She wants you to kill them all, scribe. She isn't asking you to go negotiate terms. She wants you to find a way in. If you're caught, they will try to kill you, and you will have to kill them to escape alive. She is hoping you will take care of her problems or die trying. This is a mission of death. Here was this pleading tone again, an almost human emotion that could be concern. But concern for me? No, this was bigger than me. It was about them, about this city, and about the way they have been living for 30 years. So much bad blood that no one can remember when things were different. Well, this is getting interesting, isn't it? 
cannibals, liars, and a possibly explosive trip through a dead city? Really, I got no choice, Soul. I need to find out what she knows. I ain't got no other leads, and I ain't got nowhere else to be. Besides, I'm sure you got a yarn or two to tell me. I winked at Red. There is more going on here than either of you is telling me, and I aim to find out the truth. I swallowed all of my whiskey in one big gulp, then picked up my coffee and drained that as well. Sue Ellen had entered the room quietly and waited behind us for instructions from Red. Take our guest to quarters. They'll stay here tonight. She was still trying to keep a genial and welcoming tone, but it was much more diminished now. We'll get you a shower and a good meal, and then you can see the miracles we've been creating. Her confidence was hollow. He had got to her. He had broken through her defense of righteousness, and she was still really shaken from it. Her resolve tainted by truth she hadn't thought about in a long time. I will meet you in a few hours for supper. Go now. I have some matters to attend to. Her voice became far off, and I could tell she was already wishing we were gone from her sight. We quietly got up as Sue Ellen opened the door for us, and shuffled out without another word to Red, who looked so sad, so lost. Her hand was gripping the whiskey bottle all too tightly as we left. When was the last time you saw Red? I don't know. Maybe a few years ago? No. He fogged over for a moment, trying to piece together the bits of time, no longer measured in days, but in alteration and experiment. It must have been four years. I have only really dealt with her associates to get my stuff and report in. We don't want to see each other. It brings up too many bad feelings. She looks so old now. I just nodded my head. If he was going to tell me anything, it wasn't going to be in Sue Ellen's presence. We both were keenly aware that although she was several feet in front of us, she was paying attention to every word. We were brought to a clean pair of rooms beside each other, in a hallway filled with similar doors, most likely to other living quarters for the staff and their families. Sue Ellen led us into the room and left the door open to the hallway as she showed us around the suite and its amenities. The shower was gravity-fed from a tank on the roof, and heated. A warm fucking shower. I couldn't believe my luck. While she was telling us about it, a small, blonde child ran past our door laughing. He was being chased by a little dog. But once he ran by our door, he became immediately fascinated by the two weirdos standing before him turned around and grinned at him real wide. He gasped and leapt back to the edge of the door, peeking one eye around the corner bravely to see if I was still looking. I gave him a wink and turned back to Sue Ellen, who shooed the boy away. His name is Jake. He's one of the many children that live here and in the adjoining apartments on this block. I'm their school teacher. She lit up with pride. I would love to show you the school and introduce you to the rest of the children after Red's evening address. What's normally discussed in an evening address? She just kind of looked at me strangely, like I was talking nonsense, and then eventually said, 
after dinner every night, Red talks to us about the day, about what great works were achieved, and what miracles we will perform tomorrow. She tells me all of this with a misty, fanatical look in her eyes, and I try to act like her excitement doesn't lean into madness, then politely wait for her to leave. When I finally close the door, <sighs> error is back in my head, and boy oh boy does she have a lot to download into me. It would take a little bit before she was able to talk, and I couldn't understand any of the bits that were floating around in my head. It's all just chunks of data. It doesn't make sense yet, but it will. I am alone. It's time to get naked and burn away some of the wasteland, at least the part that I can wash away. There's no getting clean from the stuff in my head. Well, that's all for today, folks. Thanks for listening. And tune in next time to find heaven on Earth. <laughs> <laughs>